Welcome to The Real Deal with Rhonda, a real estate podcast where we are committed to providing you with real insight into the Atlanta real estate market by sharing timely and relevant information that will equip you to be a better buyer and seller. This week on the show, Rhonda is joined by owner and president of DS Murphy & Associates, Scott Murphy, to talk about the current state of this ever-changing market, as well as some things that you can do to increase the value of your home. This is The Real Deal with Rhonda. Welcome to The Real Deal with Rhonda. I'm your host, Rhonda Heron, and I am here today with my longtime friend, Scott Murphy. Scott is the owner and president of DS Murphy & Associates, which is the premier appraisal firm in Metro Atlanta and really across the country. Scott, welcome. Thank you for being here today. My pleasure. I just always enjoy being in your company and chatting with you about real estate. Same. It's it's really great to have you as one of our partners, and we'll, we'll get into all the reasons why we enjoy that partnership, but tell our listeners a little bit. I can't imagine there's anyone listening that doesn't know about your firm, but tell them a little bit about your firm and your background sure. and kind of what you do. Uh, we're based here in Atlanta, but we have offices in uh, nine different states throughout the Southeast. We do residential and commercial appraising, business valuation and mechanical um, equipment evaluation. So uh, I've been doing this for about 35 years and uh, my son Grant joined the company uh, six or seven years ago. So he's running things in town, but we've got a great staff of extremely experienced appraisers. One of the biggest issues about an appraiser is someone knowing the area, having that geographical competency. Yes. So I think we really address that by the uh, large staff. By having a larger team. Yeah. Yes. And I love that you're so accessible and you, you know you sit on the Georgia Real Estate Appraisers Board, which to our listeners, that may not mean anything, but that's basically... Explain the role of the Georgia Real Estate Appraisers Board and what they're, you do there. They're to regulate appraisers. Their their core purpose is to make sure that um, you know that there hasn't been any harm to the public. So if an appraiser causes harm to the public, that case needs to be brought to the appraisers board. Yes, and so very high um, level of knowledge and expertise and ethics that goes into your personal business. Yeah, um, and, and your role with the appraisers board. Um, so our topic today, it, we're going to talk a lot about um, kind of where we are in the market. And I thought it was so timely. You were on the show a year ago, July. Yeah. Yeah. And um, who would have known back then that we would have had the wild ride of real estate that we've experienced yeah. this past year. And um, it's been amazing and wonderful and crazy and all those things. Um, but anecdotally, we're starting to hear um, a little bit of a shift. And so we'll talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that. Um, I think you brought up a good point. You know, we're seeing, you know, just a tremendous increase in sales prices this year. Um, but does sales price equal market value? And so when I really talked to you about, you know, from an appraiser standpoint, what is market value? What does that mean? But before we jump into all that, Tell our listeners the role of the appraiser. Like, what is, why do we have appraisers? Exactly. I mean, we're <laughs> kind of like the traffic cop, mortgage police, if you will, if we're yeah. talking about a mortgage. Our job is to try to estimate the value, but really we don't determine value. Buyers and sellers are determining value. So yes. uh, in a more typical market, that's generally the situation. I think now we're kind of moving out of a moving out of a phase where where these sales prices may not represent true market value. But our job is to try to reflect, you know, what is what has happened. And, and an appraiser needs precedent. So that's why we've got to rely on prior sales. 
Um, but we can't forecast into the future for our appraisals. They're always based on current market. On historical data, basically, recent historical data. Um, And I guess guess just real quick, talk about there's different types of appraisals. The one that we as realtors most commonly work with is when home goes under contract. More often than not, the purchaser is getting a loan in the bank requires the appraisal in order to loan money on that property. Correct. But there's our other types of appraisals as well. Yeah. So um, you may have uh, reason to um, dispute your taxes. It's a timely topic right now as well. So if you feel you're being overassessed, we can come in and help you with that. You may have an estate situation, needing a a property done for a death in, uh, in the family or what have you. We can do that. And we can do retrospective valuations going back in time. What was it worth on such and such date? So um, you know, a variety. And we, we also specialize in a product that we call our, our consultation appraisal. We like to come out and help the, uh, the homeowner determine what the home is worth uh, uh, at or before listing and also give them some input on things they could do to maximize the value. So we, we feel it can be a big help prior to listing and then be on your team as a partner throughout the transaction. Yes, love that. Um, okay, well, let's dig in because I know what every what's on everybody's mind is really what's happening out in the market today. You know, I'm starting to see um, some things like buyer fatigue because mm-hmm. of the run up in prices. I'm getting to see I'm getting to see questions from sellers. It's like you know, okay, where are we in the market? Where are we headed? And yeah. you know, the crystal ball is yeah. broken and has been for some time. Yeah. So I guess you know, before we project into the future, what have you seen as an appraiser this past year? You know, I know as realtors, we've seen you know a huge run up in prices due exclusively due to lack of inventory yeah you know so covid you know, i feel like we've said this a million times covid you know made everybody stay home nobody put their house on the market people weren't really moving locally but we have seen a huge influx of buyers from out of state and from expensive markets like california new york new jersey they're coming with cash in hand have to have a house multiple offers on every house and it's running up the prices to the tune of you know 20 30 percent in some of our sub markets what are you seeing from an appraisal standpoint what drives the market here in in atlanta and in the south uh in the sun belt where there's a lot of expansive growth that we've had over numerous years is that new construction that's the engine to the train and that engine has stalled out um Mm -hmm. due to inability to get lots and then of course the uh extreme rise in the cost of the materials. Yes. See many builders actually going back and buying out contracts saying, Mr. and Mrs. Buyer, thank you for writing a contract with us, but we're just not gonna be able to build. Here's $10,000 to, to go away. Um, so oh, without oh, that that housing, you're not gonna get the existing homes uh, to, to come on the market as readily either. And then the influx of people from outside of the state has just all created this perfect storm scenario where I don't think we really have been in market value for quite some time. Um, it's just you, you got buyers desperate to get a house and willing to pay virtually almost any price. Um, and that just really isn't, out. yeah. yeah. It's not sustainable. Um, you know, so we talk about sales price versus market value. How would you, how do you, as an appraiser, how do you define market value? Um, well, it should be a willing buyer, willing seller. I, um, it needs to be somewhat of a stable market where the, the market forces are, are, 
are uh, coexisting, and I think that's where we're a little bit off right now. But, um, you know, exposure is a big thing. There's a lot of properties that sell that were never exposed to the market. So I would caution uh, sellers that are listening to this to make sure you do list the property fully. Yes. Um, you know, don't just take uh, some offer from someone on the street or someone that approaches you. Let the market uh, tell you what the property's worth. Yeah. And I get this question from from clients a good bit right now is, you know, as we've watched this market unfold for the last few months, um, you know, will prices drop significantly? Mm. You know, if you look at a, a city like Alpharetta, for example, I think that's a prime example of, you know, in most neighborhoods, and it varies by price point, but in most neighborhoods, let's say, you know, a house was worth $500,000 or we could have sold it for $500,000 pre-COVID, yeah. call it, which was just a little over 18 months ago. We'd say, okay, we can we can sell your house for five hundred. Well, that house now mm-hmm. is selling for, you know, sevens, yeah, high sevens, eight yeah. maybe in some cases, depending yeah. on the quality of the home. That's it, unprecedented. It's totally unprecedented, <laughs> and that, that's what's so challenging to us as appraisers. We need that precedent. We need that 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 track record. Uh, and we've got what are called paired sales. We have properties that were sold just prior to COVID that are now selling now. So we know, you know, they yeah. haven't changed. Nothing's changed. The only thing is is the market. The lack so. of supply. And so now I've watched some neighborhoods, my own neighborhood in particular, where, <clears throat> you know, in March and April, there was only one or maybe two mm-hmm. sales mm-hmm. to justify that crazy run up in prices. Well, now we have history. You know, yeah. we have our three, four, five, six comps yeah. to support that. And so, um, you know, that fact combined with some would say that, you know, if you look at real estate nationally mm-hmm. and you look at a city like Alpharetta that now has, you know, it has Avalon and downtown Alpharetta and all of these companies moving up the 400 corridor and expanding here and and then remote, you know, working from home, people working remotely, not going back to their large offices in a downtown area. Some would argue that Alfred has been undervalued and it took, you know, a perfect storm like this Mm -hmm. to get those prices where they need to be. What's your take on that? Do you think these prices are here to stay or do you think we're in for a significant correction? I don't think we're going to see any type of correction as far as a downturn. We may see it level off for a while and then, and then gradually creep up from there. But it's not like, you know, we're all still very fresh off the the recession back in the middle 2000s. We still have the battle wounds. We still are all worried and everybody (laughs) thinks it's a bubble like it was then, but those were completely different sets of scenarios. These are all rock solid sales. Most of them are cash sales. Mm -hmm. Um, And the people that are buying them have solid net worths and that's not an issue, so. Um, you know, and, and we've got multiple offers and it's just, it's a, it's a proven market. I don't think we're going to see a, a dip. A significant slide. And I think we're, the Atlanta market is becoming more uh, nationalized in that it was a, maybe a somewhat of a kept secret here in the South. And uh, now that's why people from New York, California come in and they're like, how much are your taxes? And right. I can get all of this, this for that much. Right. So, yeah, there there is some indication that maybe things were a little undervalued. Yeah. So. OK. Um, well, what what other cha- besides the incredible run up in pricing, any other changes that you've seen in the last 12 to 24 months? Yeah. Um, you know, and it's a challenge for appraisers is we got to make sure that we we get outside of our box. And I don't just say a pool's worth 20,000, a bathroom's worth this. We have to we have to determine Most pools that. pools are worth more than that. Exactly. Though, right? <laughs> I know. 
And that's my point is because a pool in particular is one of the things that we've seen in COVID go from where you might get 50% of the value in the, in the old days today, it's a hundred percent or even more. It's two years to get somebody to come out and put a pool in right now. And even just to get an estimate and, and add to that, the fact that people are now living at home more and working at home and they want and that they want amenity. Pool. I'm yeah. so happy to hear you say that. And that, that's a perfect example, Scott, of yeah. a really good appraiser who mm-hmm. has their finger on the pulse, who knows the market, who's in touch with realtors every day yeah. and knows the dynamic of the buyer. Because, mm-hmm. you know, there are appraisers out there in our market right now who don't get it, who think, you know, a pool is a net uh, what yeah. am I trying to say? Net zero. You know, it's like yeah. there's no real significant value. I am here to tell you every uh-huh. house that has gone on the market mm-hmm. in Metro Atlanta in the last 18 months that has a pool yeah. sells for more money and more offers than a house that doesn't have a pool. Hands yeah. down, bar none, ask any realtor and they'll tell you that. Yep. And people want them. They don't care about the rest of the house. They just want that outdoor living space and they yeah. want that pool. They yeah. live through COVID and they just think we're going to have to vacation at home. And yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. So it's good yeah. to hear you say that. Yeah, there's one over in Grand Cascades. It wasn't a pool, but it was one of the best lake lots in there. And it, it sold for even $100,000 more than I thought it was going to sell for. But. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that, yeah, so lakes, rivers, yeah. anything where you can be outside and yeah. enjoy the outdoors. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to be stuck in their house yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah. I don't hear this a lot, but it, it's shocking when I do hear it that um, appraisers, appraisals coming in below the sales price. Well, and I know that's a tough thing because sure. the prices are being run up by multiple mm-hmm. offers. Mm-hmm. But if there's comps to support well, it and if the market's saying, you know, what's yeah, your take well, on that? I'm sure you I, hear I it can, a lot. I hear it all the time. <laughs> yeah. Again, it's based on precedent. So I can't use anything that's happened in the future. I can't even put any weight on the pending sales that are in your neighborhood. Um, now I do try to research those and I want to know what they're under contract for. And I'll use that to help me formulate my time adjustments. This just, which is what's going to bring us from a three month old sale up to today. Mm-hmm. Um, that will help. But you know, I'm kind of, um, I'm kind of like that. Um, I'm kind of riding a horse facing backwards. I can't do anything <laughs> until it's already happened, it's already you know, closed. so I, I have to yeah. kind of keep my blinders on, but we do need to look into the future and take that into consideration. And, you know, historically, good good typical appraisers might come in below purchase price less than 1% of the time. Now it's probably 20 to 25% of the time. But oh, part of the so? reason why you may not be hearing it as much because there's no appraisal contingency um, or they're willing to go X number above the purchase price. That's a really good point. That's yeah. a solid point because as, you know, as we've all been in these multiple offer situations, that's mm-hmm. the first yeah. thing buyers are willing to remove they're like we don't care what the appraiser says we just need a house and we have the cash to make up any appraisal gap if there is one yeah and so So. we don't even really know Mm -hmm. from a statistical standpoint how many are not appraising for the contract price that's interesting um you mentioned time adjustments tell us a little bit about what that critical the um the biggest error that i see when i'm reviewing other appraisals is a lack of a time adjustment or an appraiser saying that we're in a stable market this is a guy who's just trying to crank them out and he's just not he's got his head down he's not thinking you know Mm -hmm. of course we're in an appreciating market i can't think of anywhere in the atlanta market that isn't appreciating right now and appreciation also isn't linear. So you can't just say, oh, everything's appreciated at 1% a month. Mm-hmm. There was time uh, when we came out of the, the of last summer 
um, before the end of the year where it was at maybe a half a percent a month. Then as we um, came past the new year, uh, we got very close to 1%. And then in the last, you know, three to five months, it's been 1% to 2% a month. So, um, you know, it, it, you just have to analyze it for each individual situation. Yeah. And, um, just like realtors, it's yeah. the same with appraisers. You know, there, there are people who, you know, really take it serious. They're a professional, take the time to really analyze the data and, um, you know, yeah. spend the, the time that it's worth on rather than, like you said, cranking out as many appraisals in a week as they can. Well, and I think you alluded to it earlier, the volume of sales because of, of, of all the uh, lack of supply has dropped. So we've got maybe 60% of the sales volume that we had in prior years. So I'm really, I really have two options when I'm, when I don't feel I have enough data, I either have to go further back in time or I have to go further out in distance. And we don't really want to do either of those. Yeah, especially now. And, and in the past, I probably would have gone further back in time because it's a little easier to make those time adjustments, at least to have the ones in the same neighborhood with the same quality, same builder. But now I think it's better to go out in distance, which gets a little difficult um, when you're maybe moving into a different school district mm -hmm. or, or what have you. Yeah, so. even county in some cases, yeah. if you're right on the county mm -hmm. line, but similar area. Yeah. Million dollar question. Has the market peaked? Are we? <laughs> We're seeing we indications headed? that certain certain areas, certain markets, you know, uh, the market does move based on um, the schools. So since schools have started, things naturally slow down a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I think we're still seeing a, a very strong demand. Um, I think it's going to get a little easier for buyers. There may not be quite as many offers. Um, so people ask me, have we slowed down? Well, we haven't slowed down. We've just turned down less less jobs every day. <laughs> right. So I think the same thing might happen for buyers now where there may be a little bit less competition, but there's still going to be multiple offers in most situations. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's really, it, we're in an interesting time. And, and there again, this is why it's so important to really have your finger on the pulse. And I've never seen a market change so rapidly. And yeah. I've never seen it. You know, we used to give monthly updates. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, okay, not only weekly, but almost daily of, yeah. you know, what's happening in the world and what's happening in the market so yeah. that we know. And, and again, just anecdotally, as I talk to other agents in the office and with other companies, um, for example, you know, open houses you mm -hmm. know we might not have 50 yeah. people come through the open house yeah. it might be 10 or 12 yeah you know just little things like that that we're seeing across the board um that would suggest a number of things one i think you know you well, you mentioned back to school and we see that that's a mm -hmm. seasonal thing we see it yeah. every august yeah. so i think in the next couple of weeks will be a really good indication of you know mm -hmm. was that a, a true slowdown in the market or was that the typical yeah back to school you know last week of vacation getting yeah. the kids ready for school kind of thing um so we'll know from activity um but yeah number of offers mm -hmm. certainly has dropped down and uh, we talked on a, a recent podcast about buyer fatigue yeah you know they're getting they're weary you know sure. if you've been out in the market um in our market for the last six months trying to buy a house and, you know, you're just tired of losing out. And if you're yeah. getting a loan, you can't compete with the cash offers. And I feel for the millennial buyers or those that have you know, more limited resources, yes. the VA buyers that yes. are more sensitive to the appraisal and all that. So yes. Yeah. The VA buyers are the ones that just break my heart because yeah. it's like we need to get them a loan. And yeah. It, yeah, and they're competing and nobody wants to touch it. And they don't really understand mm -hmm. the nuances of it. Yeah. Um, 
you mentioned a little bit about construction costs. Everybody was talking about the price of lumber yeah. <laughs> and how it had gone up. Yeah. You know, I just got tickled last month. They, you know, it had gone up 300% year over year and mm-hmm. then it came down, you know what? I don't know. 10%. Yeah. I'm like, well, it's still up 290%. You yeah. know, I'm not sure that's the exact number, right, but right, it was right. funny how he- headlines are so mm-hmm. misleading. Yeah. Um, do you see but the easing of that? What do you hear in terms of I think of we're, construction over, we're over the peak there. Um, yeah. And it's so many other things, too. It's even the foam that goes around the window. They can't get the people to make that. And that holds up the windows and yes. just all the different parts of it. It's it's so interesting. Uh, not just the raw materials, but it's all the people. The labor. The right? labor. We need yeah. those people back into these factories and into this the, uh, the lumber mills and everything that can create all of this stuff. Yes. So. Yes. Somebody, I just learned a couple of weeks ago that um, paint is, is getting hard to get. Yeah. You, know, you had to drive yeah. to North Carolina to get this Sherwin-Williams paint. And I thought, uh-huh. what in the world is happening? Yeah. Yeah. We can't even get paint. Yeah. Well, hopefully we, we've passed the worst of that and we'll be able to get supplies and yeah. and get things done. Um, last thing I think, unless you have anything, is mm-hmm. I want to talk about um, your consultation appraisal. So we, you know, as realtors, you know, we're generally dealing with, you know, if we have a buyer or seller, the buyer's getting the loan, we get under contract, the the bank sends out the appraiser to to do the property. But sometimes as agents, we have a situation where we're looking at a particular property and part of our job is to analyze the market just like you do and look at historical data, look at current data and sort of project into the future where uh-huh. we think we're going, which is almost impossible these days. Um, and then, you know, give our clients a, a range of value of where yeah. we think we should list the, the home and, and where it will ultimately sell. Sometimes we get in a situation where we either don't have comps, we don't have good historical data. So mm-hmm. we're, you know, kind of scratching our head of, you know, how do we value this property? Um, and then other times we do provide good data and, yeah. and the seller says, well, that's all great, but we want X. Uh-huh. And so we have a solution to yeah. both of those challenges. Talk to us so, about yeah, your so, consultation Some appraisal. years ago, many years ago, we came out with this product. We didn't re- we reinvented the pre-listing appraisal, basically. Um, and we want to come out and, and sit down with you and your client, look at the house. You've probably already said, you know, we, we probably should paint the interior. We should replace the carpet or this or that. And we're going to come back to that market where those things are going to be more important. We've been out of it for the last few months, but, <laughs> but it's, coming it's already coming yeah. back. So, and you always want to present your property in the best light, even in this very strong market. It'll Absolutely. still sell for more. Absolutely. So we can um, confer on that. What's going to add the most value? What's not? You know, should you do this? Should you do that? Um, and then we can do our appraisal subject to all of that work that, that we've uh, decided on. And so now you really know what that property is worth. And that's private confidential information that you and your client can keep in your back pocket, list the property, and then um, be prepared to negotiate. So it gives the seller a lot of power in negotiating. Yes. And it also gives them protection, too, because we stay on as your consultant throughout the transaction. And if that bank appraisal were to come in uh, low, we would immediately step in and, and write the rebuttal letter for you and help help keep the transaction on track. That's incredible. We can't be an advocate for you as, as to get a higher value, but we're going to defend um, uh, our value and the market value and try to make, because we believe in the market. 
too many appraisers uh, don't truly believe in the market and, and they feel they need to do this adversarial relationship I've and they feel they need to be ultra conservative. And uh, being on the board, we're going to discipline somebody who's just as just as much that's conservative that that is overvaluing the property. Yes, so. and I thank you for that because we do want fair market value. And I've, yeah. you know, personally interact. You can always tell, you know, when somebody walks up to the house mm-hmm. if they're you know, looking for market value or if they're looking for a reason, you know, they're just mm-hmm. negative about everything. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, uh-oh, we're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. looking for every reason not to appraise uh, at the contract price. Or they price. drive in from 70, 80 miles away yes. and don't know the market. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so. That's frustrating. We, we've learned to try to at least, you know, we can't, as realtors, we, of course, can't influence, but we can, you know, provide information. And one yeah. of the things I've tried to do is at least you know, if there's an appraiser coming to one of my listings, at least know yeah. that they work in that market area. Yeah. They're not driving from far away and mm-hmm. never don't understand the nuances of yeah. the school district or the neighborhood or why that particular community is so attractive to mm-hmm. the to the buyer pool. Yeah, because every every market's different. You know, yeah. that's why. And it's not just sticks and bricks, no. right? We know that's no. not. Yeah. How buyers buy? They buy for mm-hmm. all kinds of reasons. And yeah. Yeah, our job is to put ourselves in the shoes of a typical buyer. That's right. That's right. Anything else, Scott, that you would share with our listeners about appraisals or the market Um, today? Just hire a good quality agent, someone who really knows what they're doing. I feel for y'all because you've got to be an appraisal expert. You've got to be a mortgage expert. You've got to be an inspection expert. And so (laughs) there's so many hats that you need to wear. But, um, you know, someone who's who's really going to put a lot of time in and, and market the property correctly. And yeah, um, well, thank you. We do wear a lot of hats, but I will tell you that I, I learned early on. I, I, someone told me when I first got into real estate is you know the very actually the very first thing they had me do was mm-hmm. make a list of our vendor partners. You uh-huh. know, get to know them, take them to lunch, yeah. coffee, and yeah. um, get to know them. And you know, they they are going to be invaluable to mm-hmm. you over the course of your career. And my goodness, were they mm-hmm. right? You know, so we can't, we have to know, you know, we know our business, but there's all of these, you know, other parts of the real estate transaction that we have to be knowledgeable about. Yeah. But I'm not an appraiser. I'm not a yeah. lender. I'm not an inspector. So, so, so grateful um, to have a partner yeah. like DS Murphy and be able yeah. to pick up the phone and say, help. Yeah. <laughs> we well, need your help. We're there for you anytime. We're happy to help. Uh, yeah. Tell our listeners how they can find you. Sure. Our website is uh, dsmurphy.com and they can call us at 678-584-5900. Okay. Great. Um, and if you are not a current subscriber of The Real Deal with Rhonda, please uh, click on subscribe. You'll get notices of our weekly podcast and you can follow us um, on Instagram at Rhonda Heron. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed that episode. We hope it was helpful for you. As always, that contact information will be in our show notes below. We'll see you next week for a new episode of The Real Deal with Rhonda.